Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Friday. Max, how's it going? You know, to, to, to say that I, I suffer from insomnia would be kind of like an understatement, right? I just, I, I really just don't sleep. Like, like uh, you know, I I rarely sleep. And uh, we know Panther is, uh, he, he works the overnight shift, he drives his truck overnight, so he's in bed uh, promptly, you know, around like, you know, eight o'clock, something like that at nighttime, and sometimes sooner if he's not recording the zoo. Uh, by the way, a new zoo episode came out last night, uh, download that right now. Uh, but listen, um, I envy Panther for, for sleeping last night because he avoided watching that fucking football game. Uh, I Like... Panther, you are my hero this morning because you didn't have to watch that fucking shit. You know, I, I, I got so many things to say. And, and Max, you usually dominate the 80%. So I want to take my window right here and say, yeah, uh, sleep, waking up and seeing the score and the staff. I was like, God, I didn't miss a damn thing. Uh, sex kitten did the dishes. I think my brother you know, was, was painting his shed. I think there were so many different things you could have done last night and not watch that game and you would have felt like you really accomplished a whole lot more. But I, I, I listen, I made a statement yesterday about one Mr. Russell Wilson, and I feel like I really got blasted on it. I, I was accused of maybe not getting enough sleep, maybe not being on, maybe being on drugs. Um, and I just want to have this like little window here for anybody who might have taken a few shots at me for my statement of Jared Goff being better than this version of Russell Wilson to just you know go ahead and apologize i'm not naming names uh, any listeners maybe or any anybody uh jared goss better than fucking russell wilson i, I firmly planted hey, i'm not moving next year backs you up yeah go yeah uh, it's just right there good yeah it was an awful game 
Like, I mean, that it's an understatement of the fucking century. You know, you know what got me through this game was was honestly hanging out in the book club and and all of us like doing the mystery science theater two thousand of this fucking thing, right? Of just tearing this goddamn game apart. It was atrocious. I had I had alluded to that back in two thousand sixteen. I went to the Meadowlands over here and I saw the Jets and the Rams play to a nine six game. And it featured the, uh, the the quarterback stylings of one Case Keenum and one Bryce Petty. <laughs> and that game was better than this bullshit that was last night. And you know what made it even better was overtime, guys. Was overtime just, you know, that was the cherry on the fucking shit Sunday from, from last night. This was terrible. And here's the thing. Panther, you and I bet the, bet the Broncos. We're, we're on the, the fucking shit losing end of that one. Uh, there was a chance where if if the Broncos got stopped, they would have kicked the field goal. They would have went up by six, right? And it probably would have been the end of the game right there. <laughs> That's you know, an insurmountable they, uh, number. <laughs> you know, a six, six is too much for the fucking Colts <laughs> in that one. Uh, <laughs> but no, they're like, no, nah, let's just fucking go for it. Let's go for the fucking T- TD. Uh, Wilson missed on that one not so good not so good so then then we had a chance to push panther we had a we had a chance to push in overtime all he had to do was throw a touchdown at the at the very fucking end and and i swear to christ panther if you watched it the, if the, the game itself was, was was unwatchable but at the very end just to watch i'd say the exorcism of demons that got off of Richard Sherman's chest after seeing Russell Wilson once again throw a goddamn fucking pick. My God, Richard Sherman's rant afterwards was amazing. Basically along the lines of, just run the damn ball! Run the damn ball! You know, if anybody has any experience in fourth and inches... You know, of run the fucking ball. You think Russ would have learned from a Super Bowl experience. You think the coaching staff would have learned from the, the, the Seahawks failures and the Falcons failures. Like, in that situation, run the fucking ball. Um, I, I don't think it's anybody ever called Russ clutch. I don't know. But the, the very idea that we had seven field goals, right, four interceptions, zero touchdowns, and we went to overtime. This is Thursday night football. I don't know if you guys realize this. We're in week five. The Denver Broncos have been on prime time, Thursday, Sunday, Monday, three times already. <laughs> They're coming again. Guess who, <laughs> guess who plays next Monday night? <laughs> what? Who sucked Roger Goodell's dick to get this shit show on TV? I'm lost. I I just don't even know what to make out of this. The, the Broncos, and, and as we were talking, everybody was up bright and early this morning. That contract now is looming large. The Broncos are fucked. So fucked. Yeah, it's a, it seems to be they got the short end of the stick on that one. Seattle seemingly has the better quarterback and the picks now. <laughs> so, man, good good job, Seattle. 68 minutes and no touchdowns. I say uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. I, I know there's a lot of guys that had uh, touchdown props in that game, and and uh, they all went uncashed. You know this this was this was terrible. I mean, uh, yeah, Matt Matt Ryan was was awful too. So, you know, yeah, yeah. you know Matt Matt, Matt Ryan. Uh, like honestly, I I give Matt Ryan credit though. Is in the uh, two minute, uh, you know, the, like basically the uh, the two minute drill right at the, at the end of the fourth quarter. 
he he produced right like he was like that that Broncos defense as uh, you know stout as it was and and they they got a couple of picks on Ryan I think Ryan threw another two picks uh, yesterday as well mm-hmm. uh, he he just turned it on like and he's like man like that was the Matt Ryan other than you know in the Super Bowl that that we knew for many years that he he could make those plays and, and he did he, he showed up down the stretch and Russell just wilted uh you know it's it's hard for me to argue now at this point in time that uh Russell Wilson is going to be the quarterback of the future for the Broncos i i mean he's contractually he's there right i mean he's he's not going anywhere but uh I, I don't I don't know. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, it's too soon. It's too soon to tell. But I've seen nothing through now five weeks of football that says that this thing's going to work out in Denver, uh, whether it be coaching, whether it be Russ, whether, the offensive line is is like taking a huge fucking step back. That was a huge observation for me uh, the last couple of weeks. Uh, they, they're undisciplined or they're desperate because they're, there's holding penalties. Uh, they're letting Russell get hit and sacked. And you know, part of it's his fault for being a fucking idiot in the pocket. But still, that, that offensive line was mediocre at best last year. I put them as as, you know bottom 10 bottom you know this this is not a good fucking offensive line out there um and they just got nothing going on this was just a boring fucking game you know i, I again like I, I i talk about the the gifts and all the fucking fun that we had in the book club last night i posted one about like uh you know someone on the floor saying i'm dead i died and i was like that, that's the fucking punters after this game because they got so much goddamn work yesterday <laughs> those punters were so fucking busy yesterday you know and it's just not this game uh an interesting stat that I found this morning. The Denver Broncos have the worst red zone efficiency in the entire NFL, 32 teams. And this game made that number worse. They've had two red zone touchdowns in five games. That, that That's not just Russ. This is a complete nightmare. And I found it interesting that the two teams, Indianapolis and Denver, who seem to have this revolving door at quarterback, refuse to draft and develop a quarterback ended up having this shit show of a game where no touchdowns were scored. It's in their best interest for both of them to pretty much tank and go get a quarterback. At this point, I think you're probably right. Uh, But you know, this isn't going to, Russ isn't going to fall. The coaches are going to fall first. And to your point about the red zone stats, I don't think you just want to say they're the worst in the NFL this year. This 20% red zone efficiency they have is historically bad. We'll have to go back and look, but I can't recall anybody having a, a number this low as far as red zone, red zone uh, efficiency. Um, I'll scroll through, but I'd be shocked if anybody came close to that. Yeah, and so uh, the other benefit of this game is we got a lot of memes. Of course, we got the Richard Sherman meme <laughs> that came out of it. We, we we got the Melvin Gordon just staring at Russ as he's drinking his uh, water bottle. And I posted here in the in the daily chat over here for you guys, uh, Arch. If you want to check that out as well, it's the uh, the the cringeworthy Russell Wilson uh, press conference after the game, where he just like he's talking, and then at the very end, he's like, "Broncos country, let's ride." He did it. He did it. What a he, fucking he, he, goof. He went there. You know, he, he went full fucking, I'm going to say the name of the movie that I'm in, only depressed. Um, he just doesn't get it. Like, you know, you talk about people that just have no fucking emotional intelligence or don't fucking get situations. And this fucking guy is is, is that guy, right? He's, he just, he doesn't understand social fucking situations. Uh, if I'm in the locker room, like, how, how do you fucking rally behind this motherfucker? I just, I just can't. 
He's, he's, you know, he's the fucking epitome of limp dick out there. And just like, God damn, like, I just, I, I'm going to say it, you know, Panther, you've been banging the drum about Jared Goff here. Um, they might've been better off with fucking Drew Locke this year. <laughs> you Drew don't see Locke, a difference. Drew Locke, Noah Font. I mean, you know, at least there's a fucking weapon on the field because right now, they, you know, there's nothing like Jerry, Jerry Judy. I th- there was that one fucking pass. I think it was to Judy. It was like a 55 yarder, right? It was fucking, it was nice. It was a, like, man. And it resulted in nothing. I don't even think they got the field goal from that one. It was, I think there was a couple of holding penalties. I think there was a, you know, a fucking false start. I, like, I mean, I, maybe they got the field goal from, but I can't remember them even scoring any points off that. Uh, so, I mean, this, this is, uh, this is horrible football. And I, I joked, I was like, but I'm, I'm, I'm ready for commanders bears for next week. Like I really, the more fucking points. Fans, more points. Fan, uh, there will be more points scored next week. Absolutely. Uh, Commander's Bear is going to be a fucking shootout compared to this fucking abortion. Honestly, fans were leaving before overtime. Fans were leaving. The Denver Bronco fans were leaving before overtime. They they had enough. They're like, oh, fuck this. I got got work tomorrow. Max, did they (laughs) they boo the coin toss? I swear I thought I heard them boo the coin toss. Yes, the coin toss got booed. (laughs) For Christ's (laughs) sakes. I mean, these aren't Philadelphia fans we're talking about here. This is goddamn Denver Bronco fans booing a coin toss. Uh, Pan- uh, like seriously panther like uh, i i i applaud you for missing this game this this i don't i don't know if you can consider this football you remember you know i listen i i i i'm to blame here by the way guys i am to blame because it was me yesterday saying well you know i just want football on a thursday because you know it's another day of the week for football no i don't want that anymore i if that was football i don't want that anymore that that was terrible but granted if this was on a sunday it would have been equally shitty but it wouldn't be on my fucking tv I, and you know the, I, I don't even think it would have been on red zone because they were barely in the fucking red zone can i blame you twice can i blame you twice at work they put together one of those uh, sheets where you don't have to pick up the, the, the spread Right, you just have to pick the winner of the game. I filled that out on Wednesday, and I picked the Colts. And yesterday, when we came on the show, I was like, "I'm not betting this game. I'm not betting this game." And then I listened to you. You were so convincing. You were so you. You gave very good stats. You gave very good reasons. Like, facts make sense. I'm jumping on the Broncos with them. Never again. Never fucking. Has that ever worked out for you? I mean, Arsh has said never. We 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 download and listen to every single fucking episode, and you would know that. Didn't write it down. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, You know. You know when I felt that I was on the wrong side of things. The moment that Arch said he was betting the Colts, I'm like, well, I'm fucked. That's what I said. I was like, oh god. By the way, real quick before we go to commercial break, Indianapolis Colts, best team in the AFC West. Just saying. Ah, oh, Jesus. Yeah, you man. think they're two, a little bit? Two and oh. Oh, <laughs> two and oh. oh okay. Uh, okay, I, did, I did, did, did some homework while we were talking. Right now, Denver's red zone percentage is 21.43%. The worst one I could find even close is the Kansas City Chiefs in 2013, 27.03%. That's the who's worst Q- one I could who's, find. Who's QBing them then? That's uh, that's the lovely Scott Pioli was the general manager. Is Romeo Matt, Cornell, Matt Castle. Matt Castle. Is that the Castle Matt days? Castle. That's Green. I was about to say that had to be the ca- no, that had to be the Castle days. Two wins. Like, yeah, yeah, Two yeah. wins. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus. Ah oh, man, Bill Belichick is brilliant. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you know, he, they've he got really- a chance next week. They can, they got a chance next week because the Chargers' defense isn't exactly elite, so they might be able to score a touchdown or two. No. No, no, no. How many touchdowns have they scored all year? 
Denver. Three? Oh, it can't be. It can't Four? be very many. I, I, they, did they score one against San Francisco? Maybe. Uh, yeah, I, that score was weird. That was a weird fucking score. They, they're just involved in some weird fucking scoring games this season. Eleven this, to ten. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's see. The Broncos, uh, seventeen to sixteen against Seattle. Sixteen to nine. 11 to 10. Oh, they did have that 32 23 last week against the Raiders, but I mean, that's the Raiders defense. So they definitely scored some touchdowns last week. 12 to 9. I mean, who, these are these, uh, other than the 32 to 23, those are just like high scoring baseball scores. 12 to 9, 16 to 9, 17 to 16. We, uh, like, honestly, we will probably see more offense from the fucking Phillies and Cardinals tonight. You're going to take I'll the take over, I guess. Under. Yeah, you're gonna yeah, take, the over. Take, take the over on that one. I, you know, listen, I, I wanted to bet that I wanted to bet the goddamn under on that one, and I'm I'm still not there with totals. But I, I was way under. I was way under on my score there. <laughs> I gave them way too much credit. I think I had this at like 19 to 15 or some shit like that, right? Yeah, I, <laughs> I said I said under 34, and they cleared that by 13. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, I, I look forward to talking about baseball now. That, that that tells you something. Like usually, I'm 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 amped about talking about the NFL. I am done talking about the NFL right now. Let's move on to baseball. But before we do that, let's take a quick break and talk about the book club because yeah, really. It did make my night last night. It, it was so much fun hanging out with the DJs and watching this game together and and, and eviscerating Russ and uh, the back and forth and the, and the fucking gifts and all that stuff was just so amazing. And you could have been a part of that if you would have signed up for that three free day trial. Free three day trial, some shit like that. Listen, all you got to go is to the DGens.net and you can hang out with us for three days. If you like it, which I know you will, you will sign up for that $25 a month. You will get access to all those picks. I, basically, Phil Phil dropped a bomb at like one in the morning, by the way, and and because you know, fuck you, Caesar Sportsbook for locking me in, suspending me out of my account because I couldn't jump on that bomb that Phil dropped at one in the morning. But listen, you could you could have fucking done it if you hung out with us. But you can still get access to the NASCAR picks. You can get access to college football picks. There's a lot of stuff going on here, and you could be a part of it if you book it over to the book club. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, it starts. Play ball, baby. Playoff baseball. I figure we're going to talk about all four games, whether we're going to bet them or not. Let's just run through yeah. the four that are on let's the go, board. Uh, starting off with Tampa Bay, Cleveland. Um, is that the first one on the board, right? Tampa Bay, yep, Cleveland? it's today yeah. at uh, okay, what, great, noon. Great. Yeah, Right. Uh, listen, if, if you looked at recency only, you'd say that the Guardians should absolutely destroy Tampa in this series. I, I, then you realize that the Guardians finished the season with a six-game series against the Royals. Hey, now easy. Now, hey, <laughs> prior to that, though, 
you know who they beat? They took two of three from Tampa. And that's exactly what they need to do in this series. Today, it's going to be the Battle of the Shanes, right? You, you got Cleveland putting Shane Justin Bieber on the mound, going against the Rays ace Shane McClanahan. And, and uh, listen, both these guys give their respective teams a huge chance to win. Uh, each team has a really good bullpen. I, I love the bullpens of both these teams, but the Guardians offense is the better of the two. So when I saw the plus line initially, my gut reaction is I saw the plus line on Tampa. It's not a plus line anymore. I think it's plus 100. Well, it's, it's still a plus line, if you will. Uh, my initial reaction was, man, I'm going to bet. I'm going to bet Tampa. I thought Cleveland was getting fat off their run differential by beating up on the dregs of Kansas City. I really thought that. But they are the better team right now. Now, out of all the series, I think this one does have the best chance of an underdog coming out on top. But today I'm I'm on the Guardians. Ten dollar bet on Cleveland. Yeah, so what I did through all of these series, I'm really eyeballing the pitchers because you expect pretty much everybody to throw their ace today. And Shane McClanahan, as good as he's been all season, has not been good at all the last 30 days. He's 1-3 with a 5.21 ERA. And the one time he did pitch against Cleveland, he's 0-1 with a 10.38. Conversely, in the last 30 days, Shane Bieber's 5-0. With a 2.2 ERA, he's 1-0 against Tampa Bay with a 3.46. Tampa Bay has been on the road for the last week and a half. They've lost seven of those nine on the road to end the season. If this gets to three, as we were talking pre-show, all three of these games are in Cleveland. I think that this whole recipe spells bad news for the Rays. Minus 120, or even better if I can get it, uh, spells value for me. I'm taking my $200 profit that I made over that grueling regular season and putting $50 on the Gardenians. $50. I like it. House money. Oh, I guess so. Uh, you know, you earned it. <laughs> it was it was five six months of of grueling torture. You earned it. I don't know if I'd call it house money. Uh, I like the race today with the plus line. Uh, they're plus one oh eight at Pinnacle. You guys are only paying minus one sixteen on this. Here's where my head's at. If the Rays win, fantastic. I, I win a bet. If not, I'm going to be hitting the series price for the Rays after this when it gets better. Um, so I, I like I like this. I want a piece of the Rays now. 15 bucks there. And we're going to keep an eye on it. Right now, the series price is plus 108 for the Rays too. So Max, I think you're right. This is this is probably the one series where the underdog really is is really live, re- really has a chance to win. So that that's the play. That's what I'm doing. It's a smart play. I, you know, I, I figured you were going to bet Tampa Bay. I, I didn't know if you necessarily your implied probability, my implied probability, just uh, the recency just kills it. Like, I mean, it's uh, out the, the window. The, it's out the window. The, uh, the fucking the Rays' run differential has just been shit the last month. It's just, it's they uh, can't you know, score. Yeah, their their offense has been anemic. So, I mean, again, pitching pitching wins in the playoffs. Both these teams. Great starting pitchers, great bullpens. I think should be a fun one. Uh, next one up, Philadelphia, St. Louis. I alluded to this uh, th- th- this game with the possible uh, for offense. Um, I, I I have a futures bet on St. Louis. I had a futures bet on them last year too, and then but but this year it actually looks decent. It's a pretty good futures bet. I like the St. Louis team better uh, this year than I did last year. So maybe it's a little bit of wishful thinking, but I'm going to back the Cardinals here today. Uh, Phillies limped into the end of the season, almost coughed up their playoff spot to the Brewers. At one point in time, you got to remember, they were like 89% to make the playoffs. 
and it came down to the wire with the fucking Brewers. So uh, I know St. Louis wasn't amazing down the stretch, but you know their lead over Milwaukee kind of dictated that they could rest up a bit more and not have to win those games. Near elite Zach Wheeler going to get the start. He's he's looked solid since coming back from an injury. I think it was like um, mid September. Like so, he's gotten like three starts and come, since coming back from an injury, and he's looked pretty good. But Jose Quintana has been practically unhittable the past few months. I said it. Both offenses provide the potential for a big scoring game. Um, Ultimately, I think the Cardinals come out on top, though. So a $10 bet on St. Louis. I, I can't believe it. When I looked at this pitching matchup, I was like, what, what are they? What are both teams doing? And then when I started looking at the stats, I was dumbfounded. Zach Wheeler in his last 30 days, is he's only pitched the 15 innings, like you mentioned. He's only gone three times. 1-0, 0.6 ERA. Jose Quintana, 2-1 with a 0.81 ERA. Zach Wheeler against the Cardinals, 2-0, has not given up a single run. Jose Quintana against the Phillies, no wins, no losses, a zero ERA. This is going to be one hell of a pitching matchup against these two teams. I see the the um, total is seven. Like, I'm loving the under. I'm not betting it, but I might bet it later, later when I get home. Uh, as far as this game goes, though, I think I like the Phillies' potential with their hitters. They've got more power with guys like Schwarber and Baum um, and Harper. I, I just think that the Phillies have more raw power, and that's where I think might get the best. I see this like a two-to-one game, something along those lines. But I'm putting $50 on the Philadelphia Phillies. I thought we were cruising towards the kiss of death the way you were talking at first. I was getting nervous. Uh, yeah, I like the Cardinals here. Minus 108. That's uh, that's all we're paying. I, I agree with everything you said, Max. I think the Cardinals have the have the edge here, and I think they were kind of slacking off this last. Well, I hope so. <laughs> these last few weeks, fifteen bucks on St. Louis. All right. Well, listen, Panther kind of alluded to it. he's got two hundred dollars to play with. Are you betting all four? Fifty dollars on I all am. four. Ooh. I am betting all four. Wow, bold, bold move there, Cotton. Uh, Seattle, Toronto. Uh, Toronto closed out of the season by winning eleven of fourteen games. Their run differential in that span was plus twenty eight. Seattle closed out their season by winning eight of their last 14 games, and their run differential was minus one. Now, uh, they won some close games, so maybe that's battle-tested, ready for the playoffs, winning some close games, but then they also had games where their offense just disappeared. Uh, maybe it was some you know, uh, uh, wishful thinking of me here with our futures bets on Toronto, but it really just does seem like the Blue Jays have the highest upside of any wildcard team to make a deep run. Uh, I'm looking at you know all these wildcard teams. Toronto, to me, checks a lot of the boxes. Now, the, the pitching is the big if, right? And that's been the big if all season. Playoff requires stellar pitching. I think Manoa is going to provide that stellar pitching in this game. He uh, absolutely unhittable in September. Entering this postseason, super fucking hot. Seattle going to counter with Luis Castillo. He has lived up to the hype. He's been the pitcher that they wanted to get at the trade deadline from the Reds. The, team, the pitcher that the Yankees wanted to get, but you know. He wasn't going to cut his fucking dreads to, to wear pinstripes. Uh, hell, hell of a matchup here. Um, Mariners bullpen, uh, slight advantage over of Toronto. Toronto's got a pretty decent bullpen here. I just trust Toronto's offense a bit more. Uh, you know, I was tempted to bet him here. Line movement completely fucking spooked me off. Mm. I, I don't like what's happening with this line. So uh, I'm going to lean the Blue Jays. Panther, I'm setting this up for you. You're gonna, you got to take Toronto, right? Uh, you know, given given the way the pitching has been for Toronto this season, this is a must win for Toronto. They they can't take a loss with Manoa on the mound. I mean, Gosman's been serviceable, but ap- after that, 
it's really, really dropped off. Seattle, you know, you talked about the, those wins coming in, but they were playing the Angels and the Royals and Detroit and Oakland. Like, I, I, they might as well have just rested everybody because they, they had such a cupcake schedule at the tail end of the season. Castillo, you talk about Castillo. In his last 30 days, 2-1 and one with a 4.23 ERA. Some teams have gotten to him. And the one time he did face Toronto, he was 0-1 with a 3.0 ERA. Alec Manoa, as you touched on, absolutely stellar. He pitched five times, went 3-0 and in the last 30 days with a 1.07 ERA. Now, he, he faced Seattle twice. He went 0-1 with a 2.445, so he hasn't been able to really best Seattle. That said, I really agree with everything you said. But for me, it's Manoa at home, and they've got the better hitters. They've got to get this one. It's a must-win $50 on the Blue Jays. Mm, man, we talked about the Rays being the most likely underdog to win. I think the Mariners are the second most likely team to, to sneak an upset. I don't think it happens, but I'm a little worried about this series if I'm the Blue Jays. I'm leaning the Mariners here. Not going to bet it. Man, if, if that line, if the line moved the way you thought it would move, I, I might be end up betting the Mariners, but not the way the shift is going now. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and, and you know the the uh, the the benefit for Toronto as well. And, and we, I think we mentioned this uh, off air when we were talking about this. Is it's all three home games, right? There's no yes, travel yes. involved here. They don't have to go on the road in this first series. Uh, the the home team does have that advantage. It's, just, it's a, like a normal series, like it's a normal fucking three game series. And so that I think that's going to benefit Toronto. Um, if they had to go to Seattle for one of those games, yeah, they'd probably be doomed. Uh, talking about doom, talking about doom and gloom. Let's talk San Diego. <laughs> and, 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 and the Mets. Um, my streak of not betting the Mets is going to continue today because, oh. of course, it has, to, it has to be you fucking Darvish on the other side of the mound. I mean, come on. You can exercise like, I, all uh, your demons right now. I, I yeah, yeah. Uh, can I take my, uh, what am I down, uh, like negative $10? Yeah. Can I take my negative $10 and just bet all of that on this fucking game? Because <laughs> that's the Mets, uh, Mets owe me more than uh, $10. Uh, listen, they ended up being a 101 win team. And in most years, I should be fucking thrilled with that. But this season just sickens me. It's a team that was running away with the East. And at the end, they just needed to win one goddamn game in a three-game series with the Braves. That's it. They just had to win one fucking game against the Braves, and they couldn't do it. It would have locked up the NL East, and and they would have got the first round by, chance to set the rotation the way that they want. But no, no, fucking Mets, fucking 101 (laughs) win fucking team, and I'm pissed off at them. And I, I, Atlanta's a hell of a team. I, I've been arguing for a while, probably the most complete team. They're the defending champs. Nothing should be taken away from them storming back and winning the East. But the narrative, the doom and gloom feeling in Queens is the same old fucking Mets. We have an ace who we dumped a truckload of money on to be here. And we have another ace who seems to want a truckload of money to play in Atlanta next year. If these guys can pitch at their best, it should be enough to push the Mets to a World Series. I'm, I'm genuine. We've seen it before. Two ace pitchers like this pitching at the top of their game, they'll fucking alternate days if they have to. I think they get the win today. I, uh, it's another one with some odd line movement, though. I don't like the, odd, uh, the line movement here. I'm going to lean the nine Mets squadron here, but man, this, this, is, this, this has got me sick. 
it's really closer, I think, than people suspect. I know we like to shit on Darvish, but in the last 30 days, he was 4-1 and one with a 2.25 ERA. This season, against the Mets, 2-0 and oh with a 0.64 ERA, and he's 1-0 and oh at City Field. So he's won there, and he's handled the Mets this year. Scherzer... I mean, what what do you say about Mad Max there? Two and one, two point five five the last thirty days. He's zero and one with a three point zero against San Diego. Uh, he does have a one point six seven ERA at home. I, I mean, it's it's Scherzer. I, I as much as San Diego does have a chance here, at minus one fifty five to me, that's value on Max. So I'm putting my fifty dollars on the Mets to get this taken care of at home in game one. I'm leading the Mets here with you at the minus 145. I think that's the side. The way the the lines open, though, I would have been like apparently everybody else in America. I would have bet the Padres at that plus 170-ish number. Absolutely. Right now, I think you just want to lean the Mets and, yeah, see what happens. I I don't know what to make of it. I, I, I'm fairly certain the Mets should escape San Diego and move on to the next round and play the Dodgers, and then who the fuck knows uh, what happens there. But, man... I think the Mets, man, if they should have just won one game, they would have been much happier facing Philadelphia or St. Louis. Although, spoiler alert, St. Louis is going to upset Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, listen, uh, the Mets don't want to play St. Louis. They want, they don't want any of that smoke. I've seen that story before. Mm. Albert Pujols in the playoffs, Adam Wainwright <laughs> in the playoffs, Molina in the playoffs. No, I don't. I, I don't. Andy Chavez ain't there to fucking uh, stretch out and fucking grab that ball at the, the warning track. That ain't going to fucking happen this time. I want none of that St. Louis smoke, really. Yeah. St. Louis is so confident they're not even they don't even have Wainwright, Flaherty, or Montgomery scheduled to pitch. They're going with Quintana and Mikolas in the first two games. Man, if they could pull that oh off. Oh my god. Wow. If they could pull Holy that off. Shit. Atlanta's Ooh. in trouble when they play St. Louis, but that's 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 down the road. We won't talk about that now. Talk about that later. Uh, a couple comments here. Uh Rory says, I mean, come on, Russ, where's the drugs and strippers, man? He also approves of my uh, my my f bombs today. He says uh, need at least one. Hey, a you've minute. been full I, of them. I, I think I'm averaging more than one a minute. That's for fucking sure. Hey, by the way, Big Daddy Parlay joined. I haven't seen him in a while. I was, I was talking about him earlier. Maybe it's like a Beetlejuice thing or something like that. I was, I was talking about Craig, our old producer, our intern, and uh, I was like, probably the only people that remember Craig is is like Big Daddy Parlay and Lord. So uh, anyway, uh, Ramon uh, saying uh, they both had over 250 passing yards, no TDs. I'm telling you guys, Colts are coming to sweep the AFC West. Um, uh, Rory saying Rays baby. Ramon saying Philly today. Nardog saying he's on the Rays, Phillies, Mariners, and Mets. Ramon saying Blue Jays, and he's going to lean San Diego. And uh, yeah, Big Daddy Parlay saying fucking Craig, that damn bear. Okay, that is it. All right. Uh, what do we talk about today? We talked about Thursday night football. Where does it rank in the pantheon of bad games? Max has got it uh, tied, tied for worst or. Oh, no, it's the worst. It's absolutely the worst. worst. And in fact, The Athletic published an article today saying it was the worst game of football ever. Wow. Good job, everybody. All round applause. Couldn't happen to a nicer team, Denver. (laughs) You remember when you had Peyton Manning? Do you remember when you had John Elway? Those days are long fucking gone. Both those guys were in attendance yesterday, (laughs) and then they they were not looking happy. John Elway's to blame for part of this disaster. I love him. I love him. Executive of the year. Just you should just keep making moves all the time. Uh, and we talked about MLB playoff baseball. It's this is when the magic happens. This is when most of you start paying attention to baseball. You should have been paying attention all year because we did pretty well. Max, that's it. 
That is it. Let us know anything but our picks, your picks, anyone's picks over on Twitter at Betting Absolute. No matter what you listen to, please highest rate and count, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. I'm going to lock in. Panther, were you on the Phillies or are you just leading the Phillies? Oh, I bet the Phillies. Oh, fuck you. There's no um, leads. Yeah, that's, Pick yeah, that's who right. you want, man. I, I, I mean, St. Louis is my favorite play of the day, so I, I, I got to do it. I got to throw St. Louis in this parlay. I really fucking like St. Louis here uh, to win this. And, and by the way, guys, I mean, you get, you're doing the NFL show tomorrow, and there is playoff baseball. Um, book club. You should be in the book club. <laughs> is it is the book club? Because I, I was going to offer. We can do like a five-minute episode. I'll, I'll show up in five minutes, and we can talk baseball if you want to tomorrow. You can't do five so. minutes. You can't do five minutes. That's no, impossible. no, me personally, we'll do five minutes, and then, you know. I'm posting my thoughts in the book club. You still can't do five minutes. All right, Panther, take us home. Arch, who are you you going to screw me out of? Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay. (laughs) Um, I'll take Max Scherzer and the Mets. Oh, interesting thing. I saw this. I'm sure, Max, you already know about this. But uh, the Mets were in first place like 180 days, and the Braves were in first place for six. There's the six that matter, apparently. I mean, this is, hey, it's, hey yeah. the end of the end of the end of I the game, right? Like, why, why? We're at 34 fucking minutes already, Panther. Why are you saying this right now? Like, what, what are you? Like, honestly, I, uh, I'm, I'm gonna stop. I don't want this show to go on any fucking longer. But why? Why'd you do that at the very fucking end? Just get a couple more fucking dollars into the fuck you jar. <laughs> all right, let's get out of here. But before we get out of here. Uh, I'm not on the book club as much as the other guys. I sleep and work and do chores. So here is my official welcome to two new degenerates. Buck Steelers joined yesterday morning about 10.30 a.m. And Zeus Long popped in last night. Welcome to the asylum, guys. Glad to have you. We're getting out of here with the degenerate parlay of the St. Louis Cardinals, the Tampa Bay Rays, and those Metropolitans. You guys get on the book club and call us out by name. We will holler right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're doing today. And when it's all said and done, kids, it's all make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.